This episode of the Dump and Change Podcast is brought to you by Third Line Media. Not good, just good enough. Tired of paying premium prices for premium products? Looking for more nuts and bolts and less bells and whistles? Sauce pass? No thank you. Backdoor tap-in? Not a chance. Michigan goal? Never heard of her. Glassing out? Dump and change? Absolutely. Struggling with your social media game? Let Third Line Media create engaging content for all of your social media platforms. Not as good as the top two, but slightly better than the fourth. Third Line Media, where bullshit fix it isn't a hashtag, it's a way of life. Do you need help with your next big event? This is Third Line Media's favorite. Remember the huge 2019 Aces alumni event? A member of our Third Line Media team was a huge part of that as well. Check out our work at thirdlinemedia.com. Let us know more about your project and let us customize a package that works for you. Now listen, any coach worth a shit will tell you sometimes it's that third line that makes a difference. Third Line Media, we work harder because we have to. Make sure to listen after the episode for bonus content from Dump and Change Podcast. And we're back. Did you miss us? Uh... Reed McDonald, Dump and Change, episode 40, can you believe it? And we're a little rusty, so just bear with us. But we are still coming to you from the Glans Compound, uh, uh, a.k.a. Odd Man Rush Studios, deep, deep in the River Valley. Uh, we got a big guest here today, uh, big guest in more ways than one. Uh, but we do apologize. Um, we've been getting a lot of flack. I've been getting a lot of flack. Are you guys even doing the podcast anymore? I'm like, you know what? It's not like a paid position, number one. Uh, and we just recently figured out how to go remote, which um, you may not be able to, hopefully you won't be able to tell, but um, one of us is remote. We're not going to tell you which one, but one of us is remote. You'll find out soon enough. Um, and I'm going to kick it over to uh, Golden Voice, uh, Walter Eunice. Walter, what's up, buddy? Yeah, no, 40 episodes deep, and we finally got a remote recording going. Uh, video is good. Kevin and Glynzy, good job. Um, audio is marginal, but that's probably more due to the, due to the AirPods. Um, lots and lots and lots to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to congratulate... Uh, I'd like to congratulate the big Ginge on an absolute unit of, of a buff that he killed this year, Bison, I guess, in Alaska. And uh, that, that, that was very awesome. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, other, other than that, um, I just spent a little time in lovely uh, downtown London, Ontario. Um, there's a lot of people there just messing around. Um, they're, uh, they're sleeping on the streets and whatnot. It's a... Uh, it's a real lovely place, London, Ontario, downtown. Uh, it's nice when you wake up in the morning and in your hotel lobby, there's, you know, like a, a piss jug and, and maybe a homeless person sleeping in the entryway nice. and a nice little crack party going out back. So, you know, the boys want to get fired up before the game, maybe get a little extra pep in their step. They can go hit the crack pipe with the local. That's pretty uh, much every big city you go to anymore. Any big city you go to anymore is kind of like the same thing. I mean... Denver, Seattle, you name it. It's it's pretty gross. It congregates. Anchorage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Anchorage. Yeah, but no, Rock Vegas is beautiful this time of year. Uh, 77 degrees today and, and, and uh, sunny. It's supposed to get shitty starting the, uh, tomorrow. It was nice um, getting to Canada for the first time since COVID started. It was seamless right across the border. They dropped all their mandates effective October 1. Um 
it's it's nice to be back in Canada. Uh, we were in a 20-person tournament down there. Uh, only American team there, and we lost in the championship game to Simcoe Express. I think they're called York Simcoe Express. They were a real good team, and, and they were the better team that day for sure. Uh, but felt good getting back to Canada. Uh, love it there. Hockey is fantastic there. Um, and it was uh, it was good to get back there and see people trying to, you know, act normal again with that clown Trudeau leading their country. But other than that, nothing. Not not a lot going on here in Roch Vegas. Sounds like similar to the leadership we have in Anchorage right now. <laughs> yeah. You ask me, it's kind of screwed up. <laughs> Bingo. But, yeah, but anyway. Um, don't let me forget. I'm going to kick it over to the big ginge now, uh, and I do have a gift for you. I don't know if you start with a gift. It's a housewarming <laughs> gift. Uh-oh. I'm going to give this on behalf of, of all of us here oh, at Dump God. and Change. Um, oh, no. <laughs> this is an original, what we got? and I don't know if it's, it's 19, it's in 80s, <laughs> maybe even 70s. It's, the, uh, it's an American Angler um, electric fillet knife. Okay. Okay, and I got, hold on a second. All right. Where's the knife? Even have the uh, instruction manual, and you, even you can register that bad boy too for warranty. For the bottom warranty, yeah. absolutely. Um, Excellent. And as far as I know, I mean this oh, thing. Oh, she's thing. got the old four wheeler plug you can, on her. You can, yeah, hook it, hook it right up to your battery, your car. I think. There you go. And I do believe. Uh, hold on, let me get. This was the same one that Jeffrey Dahmer used to use. Nice. Uh, you got some muriatic acid as look, well. But look at that, that's brand new. In fact, it was in the plastic, and the plastic was so old, it kind of just like fell apart. But yeah. I thought, of all people, I didn't want to throw it away. You know, I thought you could use that. So Who was this? Was this yours? Dennis Johnson, the uh, okay. father-in-law. So he's a big fisherman and, and hunter, and so he, um, yeah, so yeah, there well, you go. When you got like 70 reds you're trying to fillet, the last thing you want to be doing is with a... Yeah, so I hope it works. But anyway, big ginge, there you go. Yeah, and you're shit. welcome. What ha- what's happening? What's ha- <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, what's happened since I was here last? When were you here last? When was I, I here last? I don't, I don't freaking been here. know when I was here. So last. let's see here. I had a kid. True. Bought True. a house. Wow. Moved all my shit. Then I rent out the house. And yeah. Big time adult. Big time Big adult. Time making moves. Adulting. Yeah. Making moves. Had a boy. Yeah. It pretty much ruined my summer, but it was fun. Right. Yeah. So. And then, uh, like Walt, you heard Walt say, I got to go out and got lucky enough, drove bison and. Plug this base, big bastard. And he wasn't even the biggest one, too, Walt. Like, there were bigger ones out there. But, uh, yeah, we're eating good. That was a pig. He, yeah, he only ended up being about a six-year-old bison, too. Like, there were guys out there shooting him with, I mean, they had to have been 10 years old. How much meat you get out yeah. of those? It's huge. They're built like dozers. I, I would guess on the bone – uh, we had at least 750 pounds. Yeah, that'll last a while. Yeah, it was, and we shot two of them, so it was fun. It was a good trip. So, so. They, are they on like one? Like, how is the the hunt work here? Like, are they in a big? So these these bison were actually transplanted back there in this specific area. Um, they're descendants of the Yellowstone bison. So back in I think I don't remember it was the 60s or 70s they put them out there, and they're just free. They go wherever the hell they want. Oh, cool. They're wild animals. They're not like, you know, you're penned in, you're penned in on yeah, a ranch. Your South yeah. Dakota freaking bison that you can run right up to and smack them on the ass. But this was, these are wild animals. So yeah, it was, it was a good trip and eating good. Very, eating real good. very organic. Very yeah. organic. Very organic. I love it. So yeah, everything else is good though. 
Nice. Nice. Baby doing good. Mama doing good. Yeah. Baby's growing. She's looking fortunately for her more like mom by the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She came out looking real thank close God. to me. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Thank God. So is she going to be a ginge too? I've asked this quick, but Dude, you can't make it. She's, she's got little strawberries popping yeah. out of the top of her head. Yeah. There's no way she's not going to be a ginge. <laughs> My jeans. Are you exactly. shitting me? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, she's That's doing awesome. great. And mom's doing great too. Right on. Yep. Well, it's good to see you again. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. It's been a long year. Yeah, we'll have to look back and see when, when the last time he was actually on the pod. Pretty sure it was like a couple weeks after Emily was born. I managed to slip out because Grandma was in town. That's probably it. Yeah. That's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, we hey, haven't read, been here read, at all. But. Read, read, oh, read, oh. Yeah. I just got a couple, couple, couple other notes I just picked up on my notepad here. Apartment is good. Um, no one's tried to light it on fire yet. So that's that's a big, big bonus here. Excellent. And uh, and, a, and a little shout out to, to my kid. Uh, he was voted team captain of these uh, of his 14 team down here at uh, Bishop Kearney Selects Hockey Academy. So that was kind of cool, too. So, oh, nice. Uh, two notes yeah. I forgot. Nice. No one no one uh, has tried to uh, use your place for archery practices. Or wasn't that an issue in uh, the guy shooting arrows at your place or some – uh, yeah, the neighbor's car. He was shooting arrows gotcha. at the neighbor's car. Gotcha. Yeah. Apparently, he's on the FBI watch list because he is full-blown psycho, and he is uh, he is now uh, in Florida, I believe, according to uh, somebody that would know here. So, yeah. Perfect. That's where they all belong. Couldn't be worse than those <laughs> hockey yeah. moms. Yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. kick it over yeah. to the yeah. uh, executive producer, Steve Glines. Nice matching T-shirts, guys. Thanks, Boyd. Tarps on. Thank yeah. God. Tarps on. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the tarps on in a minute. Uh, lots going on. Uh, welcome, Tim. And uh, we went from three monitors uh, to seven, so I'm, I'm kind of glued to the the uh, technical aspect over here. Congrats to Hale. Um, for pulling this shit off and uh, thank you boys for uh, deeping down in your pockets and, uh, and making it happen so it's been uh, been a hell of a fall it's been a while um, it's going on I turned 48 um, so uh, just on that note we got men's health coming up month boys uh, had my first colonoscopy um, it's seamless these days so uh, and everything came out great by the way so uh, I just encourage everybody out there to uh, if you haven't done it do it and I don't know what the doctors are saying now, 50, 45. I got to get mine so. at 40. Okay. You so know, a little so, history in the family. Exactly. So everybody do that. Um, I'll spend a few days down in Seattle recently. Had an inflamed bursa. I didn't even really know what that was till uh, not too long ago. I did it five years ago. Did it again. Um, so basically when I'm sleeping at night, sleeping on my back, you can basically feel a heartbeat back there by my rib cage. So it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, I can still lift the beers and, and well, not much more than that, but, uh, yeah. And then I found out that, um, I thought I had a booger up my nose all summer guys. Like I really, trust me, I tried to, I tried to get it, but couldn't get it. Um, uh, went to a ear, nose and throat guy and it turns out that uh, I get a nose job in December. So that's going to be a Christmas present to myself. So, uh, health job. issues aside, um, yeah, uh, Kevin and I started a little side project. Um, got a few irons in the fire. We're going to see what sticks here. I'm hoping this one sticks, um, but yeah, Third Line Media. So thanks, boys, for that ad read and and pumping it us up. And um, yeah, we're not uh, we're not the we're not the best, but we're not the worst. We're the third line. So I'm going to beat you to the punchline unless you already beat me to that ad read. I, I would say your fourth line today. I mean, you pulled it out, you grinded it out. 
Um, you know, you laid bodies where you need to lay bodies. I would give you a fourth line. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna cut you out of the lineup tonight. Well, I'm hoping we stay off waivers or at least clear waivers, and uh, we're back here for next podcast. So we'll see. Nice. We'll see. We'll see what happens out there. Uh, no, this is awesome. Welcome, welcome Tim. Welcome the boys, and uh, let's just see where this thing goes. And uh, last but certainly not least, Kevin. Uh, Hola. What's up? Another yeah, just hanging out. Nice it, job. Just sweating yet? Sweating yet? It fucking works. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It fucking works. Yeah. No, it's dry. It's pretty dry. It's doing pretty a good dry. Job. You're gonna. You're doing a good job. We're only plus 54 yeah. minutes, so it's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Sorry. But he, I, I, as uh, Walter said, he is getting faster. So. Fatter or faster? Faster. Oh, sorry. Faster. A lot right. faster. Cool. So Hale, what's happening? Not much. Uh, enjoying the. Uh, I'll be a year at the rink in December, so uh, I never thought that was going to happen. Uh, I have officially learned how to drive the Zamboni. Oh God! Help yeah, us. God help us all. <laughs> Weren't you hired uh, as the office manager? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's different. Uh, it's 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 been interesting. It's been an interesting year. So he's a utility player. Yeah. Have you fixed? Have you fixed? Have you fixed the toilet yet? I know it's been broken as long as you've been there. Or at least change the bag that was full of piss that was on the toilet. <laughs> the bag has been changed. Uh, the shitter still doesn't work. Sorry, Walt. No comment. Jeez. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's classic. Yeah, so that's Perfect. where we're at. So we're here, and it works. So fuck you, Walt. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, I had a uh, these two guys from a, a third-line media... <laughs> It's third line media, not fourth line. Uh, third line media came up to my house. Was that, who was that? Sunday? Sunday? Sunday. Night? Sunday was it night. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday night. And uh, in big news, I want to announce, or I don't want to steal their thunder, but uh, the Coach Mac Cup is coming back. It's not me. I'm just, I just gave it the wave of the wand. Go ahead and do it. I, I'm not going to be involved uh, unless I have to be. I have to come in there and, you know, whatever I have to do to, to make sure it goes. But uh, anyway, the big thing is the Coach Mac Cup's coming back. And on another note, we're good, uh, Steve and myself, along with my mom, Betty, real name's Carol, call her Betty, um, fully funded, that's so stupid. Um, we, are, we are starting a, uh, a nonprofit for my dad's scholarship, which does Chuyak and soon to be Eagle River. We do both uh, give a $1,000 scholarship to any graduating senior. Um, so that's, that's in the works. We're working on that. Um, when I say I'm working on it, not really, but I, I will be working on that. <laughs> so, uh, but so yeah, the Coach Mac's coming back. Um, and other big news, I've been getting a lot. I, I've been waiting. To, I'm, I can't wait to see what he says. Uh, I'm, I'm 50. I just turned 54. So I don't go to the doctor. So I said, I'm going to start going to the doctor. So I, I've got a uh, doctor's appointment just for an annual checkup um, on the 25th of this month coming up. After a three-day bender in Denver, it'll be great. <laughs> Perfect, perfectly timed. Um, but uh, so anyway, uh, I decided to. Uh, I haven't eaten meat since six six weeks. I haven't eaten meat, so I just started to do it first out of kind of just to see if I could do it. Like because because <laughs> I had a buddy of mine do it, and I had the same thing. I'm like, dude, there's no way I could eat ba- not eat bacon or not eat this, not eat that. So I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't. I honestly didn't think I could do it. So, but now I'm six weeks in, so I, I don't know where it's going, per se. I still eat... Um, That's as bad as me drinking fucking Trulies. <laughs> it could be. I was fixing to say, I, could I, be. hey, Rito, I know where it's going. Your dick's going to fall off and you're going to grow a vagina. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I certainly hope not. Certainly hope not. <laughs> but murder. I do have colon cancer in my in my family, so that's one of the reasons to uh, lay off the red meat. So. But I'm pumped. I'll be here all week. Fair enough. Uh, so anyway, I thought you, get a, you guys get a kick out of that one. So yeah, but you still eat fish, right? Uh, I do eat fish. Yeah, yeah. fish and seafood. Fair so enough. They call that being a pescatarian. Yeah. You and uh, Swamin are sounds, from the front, same cloth now. Sounds like uh, sounds like I'm religious, which my mom is now happy. She's like, "Oh, you're a pescatarian. That's great." Pescatarian. Like, hey, right, mom. Great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's what you think it is, but uh, yeah. So I'm just trying it out. I, I don't think I'll. Uh, yeah. Anyway, a new ginger get. I'll bring out of that. you some some of that buffalo sausage. You'll cave. I, oh, well, if it's the uh, cheddar, uh, what the cheddar, healthy, cheddar dogs, I can pound those. Oh, yeah. like there's uh, no tomorrow. Oh, I got a few of those. Anyway, so that uh, yeah, and hey, let's not let's let's be easy on fully funded because our our guest's two lovely daughters uh, anchored a fully funded hockey team uh, several years back. Um, they lost in the semis, I believe, but uh, they were the talk of the tournament. How? What year was that? Oh, it was kind of when, remember that like three-year run where it kind of plateaued with the, uh, uh, the Farabi fund? Like there was like three oh, yeah. years to that build-up Farabi when everything was real huge. It was right in there, and I had an all-girls team, and they were kicking all the men's asses. It was hilarious. That was, they got a little, uh, that got a little heated too, I think, because some, some of the four-year-old guys were getting pissed. They were getting beat by, dangled by, by, by girls, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, Katie almost beat the shit out of a guy, and then she had to go to prom right after. It was hilarious. Yeah, that's a good Coach Matt Cup story right that there. That is a good one. All right, Walt, uh, <laughs> are you ready for uh, the big intro here, buddy? Let's see what kind uh, of magic know, what kind of magic he has. I, I, I've read it several times. I'm sure that I'll fuck it up now that um, nice we've had a slight person. small delay. Um, totally worth the wait, though, Kevin, so don't worry about he it. F- Kevin yes, froze I'm the totally kicker. Ready. I'm super excited about our next guest. <laughs> um, ever since we started doing this, I've been getting hounded about why he's not on the pod. We need to get him on the pod and everything else. And, and we've worked hard at this to get him here. So without further ado, um, he's here. And here's his intro. Our next guest is literally <laughs> months in the making. The avid outdoorsman, which is opposite of the indoorsman, is tough to track down during Alaska's peak hunting and fishing seasons. Born May 8, 1962 in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, our next guest stands six foot five and tips the scales at 225 pounds, playing weight, of course. His hockey career would lead him to Anchorage, Alaska in 1981-82, where he would start his legendary UA hockey career with 32 points and Rookie of the Year honors and end his legendary UAA hockey career by being named the first team NCAA All-American in 1983-84. Turning pro prior to his senior year, he would play in the AHL and IHL for the Edmonton Oilers and Vancouver Canuck organizations before returning home to help coach UAA from 1989 to 91 and wrapping up his career as captain of the Alaska Aces. A career AFD fireman, he helped establish the Anchorage Fire Department hockey team which is currently playing in the A division. Is that good? I was told by my father-in-law that the only thing bigger than our next guest is his heart. Father to Dustin Bryant and Candace, husband to Bobby Jean, it is my pleasure to finally welcome to the DNC table 2014 University of Alaska Anchorage Hall of Fame inductee, Mr. Tim Molly. Welcome to the Dump and Change podcast. Well, thank you very much. You're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. After you guys slamming each other here, I figured it get your jabs in there but yeah. <laughs> well, if you feel like jabbing anyone around here just start with big chin start me. I'm the punching bag yeah my arms aren't that long well hey uh, it's great to have you here um, I just want to say uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Scotty Gomez out because I think Scotty said something on the podcast kind of like when he was a kid watching the, the real rock stars of, of, of the Anchorage where it was uh the guys from like that played when I played college hockey, which was it was um, you know Derek Donald and Larson, all these, which are studs. But for me, my my dream team is you guys. I mean, uh, going to those uh, games at, at the sports complex uh, before it was Wells Fargo. I mean, I was 11, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old going to those games. That was like. That was like watching the NHL for me, and the, and you guys, I mean, all those guys, Sorensen, Knuckleby, uh, Gaspin, all all those guys are the ones that are like every every night. So I mean, it, it's a thrill for me to to uh, to have you here for sure, because that just brings back all those memories of, of of going to the UA hockey games and and wanting to be you and all those wanting to be out there and and dreaming of, of playing college hockey and beyond. So yeah. so thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. That was quite the atmosphere back then. I mean, I don't know what that place holds but uh, 1,200, but I, I know they were turning people away back then. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they are now, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an experience playing there. And, and, and you, guys were the, you guys were the first ones. I mean, the program started in 79. You came along in 81. I mean, so you guys were the first group to really take it from, I don't know, quasi-beer league hockey they were playing before to actually university hockey was was – I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the first year was they were a club team, and then we came in right after that. And for a lot of homegrown players that they had from Alaska here that, you know, played high school, and we, we did real well for, you know, with the homegrown talent we had. Right. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, we had come a long way. But I remember when they first were in Fairbank, or I mean in, I think it was Humboldt where I was playing, and they showed us a roster of the players they had on the club team. And we were looking at these guys and they looked like they were all right out of the bush. We were yeah. just like, wow, these are scary looking guys. I think we'll fit right in, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the days like I, I've got a program here, but like Paul Bronis is in here. He looks like a handsome brother with the hair and the beard and stuff. Yeah. There's some, there's Hilly right there. Oh yeah. No, they all I did. Mean, this was, the, this is the only one I could find. This is from 8081. So this is, I was hoping to get one with you in it, but that's, that's a, that's a good one. But, uh, so take us back. You're from Saskatchewan. Um, like youth hockey. Did your dad play hockey? Uh, my dad didn't, but, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, we, everything was half our games were outdoors, you know, and the, and the one thing I remember about youth hockey is our cutoff temperature was like minus 10, which I remember refereeing here in Anchorage, you know, when they were at Mulcahy rinks there. And I think it was plus 10 was the cutoff temperature. Yeah. And we go out there and we'd freeze our feet, and, but, you know, and then we'd cry and we'd come back again, you know, the next day to play. It didn't matter. You'd have your toque on and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was kind of different, you know. We didn't do a lot of indoor ice, but uh, yeah, I grew up and we had probably outdoor rinks. Probably, you know, I bet you I had three outdoor rinks probably within ten blocks of yeah. our house, you know. And it was uh, it was easy to get on the ice and skate, and we did a lot of shinny, a lot of 
cross where you hit the ball back and forth or sponge pucks. I mean, you just lived on the rinks. Yeah. You know? know, even like the street hockey was probably, I mean, I remember when I was playing junior in Canada, you weren't playing in the, you were out in the street in the springtime playing, playing street hockey. So yeah. Well, I mean, we go on the, I mean, we had a ball or tennis ball league where you just play on a hockey rink, you know, and just hit the tennis ball. And we actually had leagues back then where you could play around with that. So like indoor or like outdoor? Outdoor, yeah. Outdoor on the, yeah. On and the then we do a little lacrosse because that was a cool game just because everything that was illegal in hockey was legal yeah. in lacrosse. So that was like, yeah, you could get away with cross-checking and slashing. Well, that's one thing I wish we had up here, but we have no one to teach it. So, no, I mean, yeah. It's such a great game, and it's such a great game for hockey players <laughs> to do on the uh, off-season, you know? I mean, yeah. it's a great way to stay in shape. Um, so how many bro- do you have siblings? I know you got one, I discovered. Yeah, I got no. I got three. I got one older, two younger, and uh, they they kind of went a different route than me. They all played uh, football. So uh, the one older and younger than me, they played pro football in Canada in the CFL, and one did real well. He got like five Grey Cups, which is their Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then he was a Olympic wrestler in L.A. in '84 Olympics, and he got a silver medal in that. So, I mean, we had a lot of that guy. <laughs> that's him yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so. you can't see we'll show this picture well i maybe see yeah, it right there yeah, but yeah. uh it says uh he's, he's popping this guy's knee out of joint uh it's all about relationships <laughs> oh yeah no, I, I mean. but uh, so tell us a story i got this one from hilly and that's what kind of went, went down that road on your brother was uh is um he had back surgery right before yeah he had the uh, olympics yeah there was like some wrestler and i think the guy weighed like 425 pounds and he said he like shot at his knee wrestling and the guy threw all his weight on his back and he like herniated a disc and so he had that done and then i i can't remember maybe it was six weeks before the olympics but he ended up getting a silver medal but in his defense he said that was the year the the Russians and I think the communist countries boycotted. So he said if they'd all been there, he probably would have got like fifth or something like that. So there was, you know, the sun and moon and everything was aligned where, yeah. you know, he got the silver medal. But he still did well. And he, yeah, but the back surgery like that soon out, it's like he probably shouldn't even been out. Well, yeah, yeah. but I mean, they, they played insane. pro football, him and my older brother. And they've, I mean, their injuries, I mean, they've all had knees and hips replaced and their back surgery i mean you know i'm glad i played hockey i mean if i'd have played football i mean i don't know i'd probably be in worse shape but do do you uh, did your brothers play hockey as well yeah they played hockey yeah they weren't you know but you don't usually see big people like that i mean i was the runt of the family growing up because i mean well i mean like i weighed 225 230 they weighed like 285 265 so then I got a younger brother that's like, he's a big boy too. And he actually wrestled at APU up here. Okay. Yeah. So we got a scholarship kind of, you know, because of my other brother doing as well as he did on wrestling. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of sports in the family. Yeah. Well, you look like you're in great shape, man. I mean, like you're two, I don't know, what do you say? He's like 230, 225. You don't look too much over that, but. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Clothes can hide a lot maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so, so you grew up in, uh, in Saskatoon. Um, what was youth hockey like back then, like as far as like travel teams and how serious did you get in hockey? Yeah, I, I, I didn't really get serious about it when I was playing in the city and the youth and then they had a special team for your area and we had like eight areas in the city. 
but uh, it wasn't until juniors where, where, you know, I got out of high school and it's like, all right, you got to do something now. And I had a friend that was going to try out and I was like, well, I'm going to go try out too. And I tried out and I just, you know, I, I'd imagine I probably just barely made it. They took me because I was big and, you know, I just kind of all of a sudden get nice time every day, good coaching, good players. You know, I made the all-star team by, you know, the first half and then, I don't know, it just kind of took off from there. So it was just... Kind of fed off that extra ice time, I guess. Yeah. So, you're, so you're there two, two years in Humboldt, um, and it's, it's just crazy. And I've said this a lot about a lot of the hockey players that that made UA back in the day what they are, and kind of built the program. Is like, how does a guy as talented as you and as good as you end up at UAA? Who's just, I mean, was there other colleges calling you, other opportunities, or was like. Yeah, I, I only had, I think, two other offers. One was, uh, I think, Colgate University, and they they came up with a bursary thing, so I think it went by how much your parents made. And then the other one was this uh, U.S. International, which was in San Diego, and that you guys, program... You, you huh? guys played those guys. Yeah, and they ended up folding, I don't know, a few years later, you know, which was cool. I mean, that was always a fun trip for for us to go on. I mean, I remember going to San Diego, and we'd be you know, on the beach in our shorts swimming and everybody else would be on the shore with their winter coats on like it's 75 and they're freezing their ass off. And we're like, well, this is, we're from Alaska. We don't care. Dude, I, I, I downloaded a, a, it's crazy we can get on the internet. I downloaded an 82, 83 men's ice hockey schedule. And so I, these are the games that I probably went to like 90% of these games, but uh, you guys played Providence. Uh, UAF, Wisconsin Stout, Michigan Dearborn, which that's not the Michigan, that's in Ann Arbor, so I don't know where that was, but uh, Alaska Fairbanks, St. Olaf, Minnesota State, Hamline University, U.S. International. I was wondering what that was, and you just answered my yeah. question. Iowa State, didn't know they had hockey. Uh, St. Olaf, St. Mary's, U.S. International, Air, Air Force. Force. So you guys had a pretty good, St. Scholastica, you guys in the U.S. National Team, you guys had a and a damn good record that year, too. Uh, oh, because I remember my first year, we were like 1-11 in our first 12 games, and then we like won the next 12, and I think we ended up like 13-12. and 12. But, yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it was Division two schools, and I don't know. It was a brand-new program, but, you know, we did well. Yeah, no, you, you took it to, especially that it would have been your junior year. When you and you got guys like Joey Hayes and some, I mean that that was when it was it got electric and yeah. did, so you guys always played. I, I should know this, but you guys always played uh, on campus at the sports complex. What was the first year that they went into? Was that your senior year, or did you ever? Oh, play that they went to Division the One. No, no, they I, went, I, no, went to the Sullivan Arena to start playing. Yeah, well, I left halfway through my junior year. And oh, okay, uh, yeah, oh, I thought it was a senior year. No, no, so. Uh, what was the question again? Did you guys, did your teams play in the, I don't remember you guys playing in the, in the Sullivan, but you guys were always, when you uh, played. We went, we went there the second year. I mean, like the first year, you know, all the games were at UAA. And then I think the next year we, uh, I think we moved in about halfway through. And uh, yeah, I think we were averaging, I don't know, probably around 3,000 people per game I mean it actually you know it was, it was it was I mean we were winning more games than we were losing so we were doing well that was great yeah uh, uh real quick I want to go back to uh like 
how, how, who recruited you to come up? Was it Brush on the road recruiting you to, to come to UA? Well, that, that kind of goes with your story from your other podcast because it was Ashley that came down and watched this. And the Saskatchewan Junior was the best league yeah. in Canada at the time. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, he got a bunch of players from our team, Humboldt Broncos, and then he got some from Weyburn. So I think we had quite a few from our league that first year that, you know, they were allowed to add all these scholarships. But, uh, you know, that's where the story goes, where he brought Brush down to watch me, and uh, there was like a line brawl right right in the right uh, when the game started, and I got kicked out before Brush could see me. But, oh, that's right, yeah. You know, so That's... Yeah, I got a good picture of Ashley in here, too, and a young brush. Um, there's Ash right there. Oh, he looks like a young kid there, doesn't he? looks like a he? high yeah. school kid there. And then you got these guys, uh, Jack Anderson. These guys look oh, pretty, yeah. pretty ripped. Jack, and oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I think of uh, Dan Smith, too. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah. These guys could be in a hair metal band. Oh, like, yeah, these guys. Yeah, yeah. They're, to us, they were all <laughs> scary looking. That's awesome. So, yeah. Um, you're, you're you're married, obviously. You got three kiddos. Yeah. And I remember I remember watching Dustin and Bryant play. I did not remember watching Candace, but all three of your kids are played D one. Yeah, D one. You know, that's yeah. what a lot of parents ask. You know, like how how much money do you spend to you know in comp hockey to get them to get a scholarship? And they're like, well, just put that money in the bank and you'll pay for it easily. Right. You know, but uh, yeah, they uh, it worked out good back then. I mean, I coached for ten years at the comp level and if I was going to the rink I wanted to coach my kids so they were being told the right stuff and then I just bring one of my other kids along so they could double down on the ice time and that's pretty pretty much what it is with any sport you know it's you know your time into it so you want to put the time in it'll it'll happen yeah so I was able to uh to uh touch base with your D partner from UA uh Nux Knuckleby um the guy's character. We got to have him on here. We probably should have had him oh, together. Together yeah, would have been yeah, just like, yeah. unbelievable. But maybe we still will. Maybe we'll have you on with him if he's if he's okay at that. But uh, so he he was your uh, he was your right hand man. So he he basically said that um, he you uh, you owe him a lot for uh, as far as you went because you were more offensive. And he said you would grab the puck and go and then he had to you know, snuff out the two-on-one the three-on-one no, coming yeah, the other no. way and stuff so <laughs> i don't know i'd like to think that i probably finished the play and it wasn't coming back yeah <laughs> that's my story so so you guys were uh, i hear you guys were on the road you only got the room together once because you destroyed the i don't know how destroyed uh, but you destroyed the uh, the the hotel room you guys were in and there's like that's it no, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we're talking one. college or aces because we did that once with the aces too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this was college. I think oh, it, was, yeah, it was college. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was in Air Force too. I don't know if Knuckleby told you the story about he was hiding up in a tree and he was waiting for a deer to like kind of run underneath and he was going to like jump out of the branches and grab a hold of it. It didn't work out. No. no. Well, it, uh, Knuckleby's, uh, he's a spitfire for sure. He's, he's uh, half crazy. So, the, what I heard was like he would wait for you at UAA. The practices would get over. He would wait in the hallway for you to get off the ice if you're on the ice doing one tease or whatever after practice, and you would come out there, and then he would jump you, and you guys would wrestle. There's a lot of wrestling oh, yeah. and a yeah. lot of, uh, 
Yeah, a lot of angst coming. It was it was great, great stories. So yeah, no, I think I told you earlier. I don't think I ever got hurt playing hockey, but I got hurt wrestling Knuckleby <laughs> many a time. Yeah, yeah. And he does, and I'm not going to even try, but he, he does a perfect imitation of. Oh he well, he perfect. thinks he Dude, does. Uh, he thinks he does. Well, I, I I haven't seen you in a while, and when he started in, and he was he he could tell he'd done it before. He he went into character mm-hmm. like three times in the conversation today, and it was great. I'm like, dude, it, it is spot on. I mean, it's like if you would have called me and said he was Tim Molly, <laughs> yeah. I would have said, hey, yeah, what's yeah, up, yeah. Tim? Totally would have fooled oh, yeah, me. So no, I, I get that a lot. I'll just like, hey, you sound just like Raymond. I was like, <laughs> yeah, my wife says I act like him too. So. How many pops does it take to want to tackle a deer? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. 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 No, he's, he, there's, I got probably more stories about that guy than I do about myself. Well, he was, yeah. he was telling me that. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Rito, that's funny because I asked, uh, I asked my father-in-law for some, for some good stories about Tim. And the, one of the first ones he listed was ask him about his first road trip with uh, UAA and, and his roommate being Mark Knuckleby and, Rush not letting them room together anymore. That's that's kind of funny. Yeah, no, I, yeah, he's he, he's a character. I, I always think of the story where he said he he, sh- he shot some goat or sheep or something like that, and he didn't want to carry his gun up there, and he got up, and it was still alive. So he pulled his shoelace out of his shoe and <laughs> strangled, strangled his sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. That's, that's a team, yeah. a team type of stuff. Yeah. Well, when you're in the mountains, the last thing you want to be doing is carrying shit up higher. Yeah. Than well, yeah. That <laughs> yeah. well, made sense to me. That's yeah. Right. Well, he was he was saying uh, that one where he said uh, this is a good story. He talked about uh, he wanted to work on something after practice, and you agreed to work on it with him. And it was something with the glass at. Um, at UAA used to have like where the where the glass met. It wasn't like the seamless stuff they have now, but it was like a had pretty, a rib had a rib, but yeah. like a half moon that was like stuck out pretty good. And I guess you guys were I don't know what you were doing rub outs or whatever. And you grabbed your hand like pushed it, it and it just <laughs> mangled mangled. He hit that thing hard. Yeah, well, and, it, and Knuck, Nux obviously wanted to drop him and fight you. Oh, he came after me, yeah. And you're like, dude, I'm not fighting you because you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> well, it just instantly just kind of popped up. It was like the size of a golf ball on his forehead, and I was just like, wow. Yeah, I didn't want to fight him, but I think I could. I skated faster, scared than he could, mad right then. Sounds like you guys had a great relationship. Uh, the the other one was uh, when you had him in a headlock in practice. You guys got into it, and you had him in a headlock, reefing on him. That breaks up, and then like two weeks later, you're in Arizona playing, and he said Steve Smith like, hit Nux into this other guy, and the other guy got knocked out, but he said it was right when they started wearing masks, and so his mask kind of got all mangled up, and... and uh, they took him off the ice. He went to get a MR or had to get an X-ray or whatever. They said, "Well, we or he oh, adjust my neck. It really hurts. We we can't do that with an X-ray." They got an X-ray the next day, and they said, "When did you crack your neck?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably from the headlock. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah. uh, "Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he had the, I mean, they called him. I mean, his nickname was Nuclear B. So you pretty much, you know, you, if you're going to stop him, you probably had to kill him." Because he was going to keep coming. Nuclear B? Nuclear B, yeah, instead of Knuckle B. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Well, speaking of nicknames, I mean, I'm not going to say your nickname that you, I've heard you hate. Uh, 
I'm not going to say it. No, you can say it. I've had lots of nicknames. The, but the goon from Saskatoon is the one that... It, who, who, oh, that doesn't bother me. Who, who's, who gave you that, though? Is that like a media thing that someone's like, hey, and they see a guy 6'5 yeah. out there and doing it, but... Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't tell you where that came from. I but mean, said, I've had others where it was like Lurch or... Lurch. That, yeah, that, the Lurch yeah. and Big Bird <laughs> were the two that... Big Bird, that, yeah. That, yeah. that were two, the, the Lurch. And the, the stick was called the... This is from no, the noose. Oh yeah, no. It's like, it's good. You have the arm. I mean, you got the reach of you know. <laughs> oh yeah. So no. it's like bringing in the noose and take him. So well, I, I remember. I don't know if you remember a guy, Danny Martin from uh, Anchorage Daily News. He wrote oh, an yeah. article once, and he he described me as a a giraffe uh, running down the Serengeti or something like that. That's how I look skating. I was just like, that's kinda, a little different. I kind of remember that one actually now. I remember Danny Martin's stories. He he did he did um, him and Doyle did yeah like, Doyle yeah they did lots tag lots team of articles yeah yeah that's awesome. Um, Johnny Hill, hold on, I gotta get my phone out. Johnny Hill gave me some good ones that I should ask you. Uh, and as we all know, uh, all the best stories are are not G rated, so we can't go uh, too deep. But um, yeah. ask him about his wedding day and if he had a cast on. Oh wow, yeah. All right, I remember that one. Yeah, they uh, they they had a beer bong at my uh, bachelor party, and they poured a whole bunch of tequila in it, and I saw them do it, and I was just like, I'm not drinking that. And they're like, you're drinking it. And I was like, no, I'm not drinking that. And uh, I think Bjork, Mike Bjork, I don't know, he's another. And then I had, like, one guy jumped on my back. You're drinking it. Another guy jumped on my back. And I had three guys on my back, and I was kind of stumbling around, kind of like, oh, I'm not drinking that. And then a bone just stress fracture and my foot just kind of went. So I ended up getting the cast on it and they had to cut the back of my shoe out for my wedding. And my wife was not impressed with me at all. So that's kind of that story right there. Yeah. So did you, you met your wife up here at UA? Yeah. 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 She was a athletic trainer at the university. So I, I was never hurt, but yeah. I might've pretended a few times. Just to... <laughs> uh, 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 you know, it's funny because I got more stories about Hill. Like, let's hear him. I mean, well, who knows yeah, we're gonna get well, Hill on here? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean, I remember the time when he like, I think he tore a meniscus or something in his knee, and then he like was walking down the road where he was. He was all mad, and he threw his crutches into some field right next to the thing, and then you know he went back home, and then the next day he was gonna go back and get his crutches because he couldn't really walk without them, <laughs> and it had snowed. He couldn't find them. Oh. Yeah, and then another time he broke his wrist and sawed his cast off his hand, and then his hand just kind of went limp, and he was like, oh, that was a bad move right there. So, yeah, a lot of... One of of his fondest memories is when you guys were in northern Arizona, and you and Nux kept dunking Brush's head under the water in a swimming pool until he relented (laughs) and extended the curfew. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember we wanted something. But, yeah, we were... I think it was at first Knuckleby and I, we took a took on the whole team at first but we were a little taller so we just drag him out to the deep end and dunk him and yeah we got a hold of brush and i don't know i don't really re- remember it real good but i think we got our way that night yeah you did and yeah. well that's what he'll say he's like i can't remember i think it was 40 years ago man how am i supposed to remember this shit yeah yeah well i don't know i would <laughs> i wasn't wasn't the the best I don't know, player to have around. Like, I mean, I, I played good hockey, but I probably got in more trouble than I probably should have. But it was, it was, it was the wild west up here back when we were here in 
No, big in 10. 80. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it just, you know, with, with the bars and everything, they, they were open till like five in the morning or eight in the morning. I mean, they had swift waters, three for ones, dollar Heineken's at the flying machine, free drinks, nickel beers at swift waters. And, you know, I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind of a crazy place back then. So well, I guess we got probably caught up in it. Did you guys, uh, you guys live in the dorms? You guys live in houses? No, back there then, was no that... dorms back then. So, yeah, I mean, there was like about a 3% vacancy rate. And uh, our scholarship was like $325 a month. That was a full ride. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I remember our place that we were renting was like 1200 So, I mean, like right off the bat, 220 went to just rent. So you had $100 to pay for all your food and everything else for a whole month. I mean, you know, and I don't know if you remember Clint Mothy. Oh yeah, I thought yeah. I, I texted Clint too. He, he uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, he was kind of our father figure. He kind of looked after us and made well, he, it all he, work. He played with you at uh, Humboldt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And his but brother played at Conrad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really remember Conrad. I think he came up for a little bit, maybe. But yeah, there's two Mothies on there. I, I went through the. Oh whole, yeah, I don't really yeah. remember his brother that much, but Clint. Yeah, I used to copy off of him and. College <laughs> classes all the time. I mean, he was a smart guy. Was he? Was he older than everybody? Uh, not really. He was just probably more mature just, than the rest of us. Really? Yeah. I, I, uh, sorry, Clint. I didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> we talking about the same guy here. Uh, so through through UAA, I mean, you guys again. Um, I mean, you guys built the program. I mean, I mean, when I think of UA hockey as a kid, that's what I think about is, is you guys going oh, there. So yeah. you, you get, but you get built it up. So take us through how the Edmonton Oilers came about. Um, did you get drafted by the, how does that, because they, no. they, they had a supplemental draft and some goofy yeah, stuff it, back it wasn't then, anything but. like that. I was just signed as a free agent. Uh, we, we had that one tournament and I can't remember what it was called. It was some, it was some car dealership that did a tournament and uh, we had uh, North Dakota who so won like the Nissan Classic. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, North Dakota they had won the NCAA the year before, and they were in the tournament. And we had played other teams like Colorado College in the tournament. We beat everybody, and we made it to the championship game with them. While well, their head coach uh, Gino Gasparini yeah. or something like that, he was a scout for Edmonton. And they, you know, they told Edmonton, they said, oh, yeah, this guy, he's the real deal. You need to get him. And then they sent a scout down to watch me play. And I had a couple of good games. And, you know, and then he said, oh, yeah, we want you, you know. And this is with the Edmonton Oilers, you know, like the first year that they, I think, lost four straight to the Islanders. But, yeah. I mean, they had the whole package right there. And, yeah, so, I mean, that's how I ended up going. But, I mean, like when I talked to – Sather, it was kind of, we were on a road trip and I got a call like, oh yeah, Glenn Sather called you. He wants you to talk to him. I'm like, all right, who's, who's pulling me right yeah, here? Exactly. This is bullshit, you know? And then he's like, oh no, really? So I called him up and he's like, oh yeah, we want you to come. And, you know, and, and there's probably things I should have done different, you know, like I never had an agent. He's like, well, you can get an agent. He's just going to take 7% of what we're already going to give you anyway. So I went there and then we negotiated like laying on his carpet or something like that, you know, in his locker room. And But, you know, I mean, it was, you know, I have no regrets uh, how I left and played after that. So, yeah, that's how I ended up there. I was just signed as a free agent, you know, okay. when I left halfway. It was right after... 
you know, I mean, it happened right after uh, we were deemed ineligible in that uh, postseason play because of our swimming team not. Right. Yeah, it was like kind of a, you know, it was kind of a goofy time, and I just, you know, pretty down and out about the hockey at UA because of our, you know, I guess our athletic director didn't see it coming and we got banned, but we we were probably ranked number one in the nation that year for a Division Two team. So, but yeah, it was disappointing and it was just a release for me to keep doing what I wanted to do. So yeah, yeah. So so you go to the so you left UAA, you go right to their AHL team or no? I went right? I went right to Edmonton and. Uh, I don't so know. mind you, this is when Edmonton is like just about to yeah, bust yeah. four oh, cups yeah, out. Yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah. I mean, all those guys, Gretzky, Coffee, Messier, all those guys were there. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to be starstruck going there, and you're around all these guys that <laughs> you know. You're trying. You're trying to be cool. You know, you're kind of like. Not a big deal. You, know, you want to just grab all the memorabilia you can, probably, and get autographs. But you're trying to be cool about it. But uh, yeah, I mean. So, I mean, I went there. I went on a road trip with him. I was with him for about a week, you know, I mean, on the airplane, you know, having lunch, breakfast, you know, staying in hotel rooms with one player or another, you know. And uh, I did one warm-up in Washington. And uh, then a little bit later, I don't know, after that game, I I mean, I just did the warm-up, and that was scary enough myself. I remember Paul Coffey coming up to me during warm-up. He's like, take your helmet off. Let the chick see what you look like. I'm like... (laughs) I said, I'm so nervous out here right now. I take my helmet off. I'll probably knock myself out, and they're going to have to carry me off this ice, you know. And uh, then it was shortly after that I got sent to the minors, uh, which uh, Mark Messier's dad was the coach there in Moncton. Oh, shit. Yeah, which kind of goes to another story, which I can say that I played hockey with Olgi Orgathorpe. From, the, uh, oh, yeah. Bill Goldthorpe. Yeah, they, they actually, oh, Tarp? Yeah, they, they, they actually brought him in right before playout, playoffs just for kind of a tryout. And I sat next to him on the bus on to one of our playoff games, and he showed me his bullet holes and knife wounds that he had. But, <laughs> I mean, he, he was... <laughs> he looked pretty Ripley. I mean, he yeah, looked like he, the he real was, deal. Yeah, but he wasn't that... I mean, he wasn't that big, and he had those old Lang skates, and he, he couldn't really play hockey. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. He had a name recognition. So, yeah. So, yeah. so with the Oilers, who were some of the players that were, uh, like, I guess, uh, cordial or cool? I mean, because there's always like stand up. I mean, it was was uh, Gretzky and the boys? Uh, you know, sometimes the big wigs are too cool to talk to. Uh, no, he came up to me right away and you know kind of talked. But I don't know. I mean, that, that's so long ago. I mean, you know. <laughs> You try to say me, you know, who was cool back then. I mean, they're they're all cool. I mean, you know, a lot of players, you know, you, you don't want to play against them, but you know, I mean, they're the best teammates ever. So, you know, I, I can't really say, you know, who, who was good or bad back then. That's so long ago. But they they were, you know, what uh, I mean, going from like UAA. I mean, obviously. How how big was that step? Oh yeah, no, I it's, mean, you're yeah. just like you're just like holy shit. Oh yeah, shit. no, I, I had these no, guys can. I had, you know, yeah, I had no business being there. I mean, I was like way in over my head. You know, I mean, I didn't really know systems like they get taught systems, and even their, even their plumbers, like they're tough guys. You know, I mean, they're they 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 play with so much confidence. Even their tough guys, you know, they think they're you know, goal scores, you know, yeah. which uh, that's the way that team was back then. They just played with a ton of confidence. So yeah. They, they were just, yeah, they were a good hockey team. I mean, Gretzky, 
you know, I did a couple camps with him, and that guy just passed the puck like he knew where it was going before it got to him. I mean, you know, yeah. all those players, Curry, yeah, I mean, all of them. It was, yeah, I was, I was winning in way over my head. Yeah, I had no business being there. Did, did that go through your head as far as like, okay, Edmonton wants me, I'm going to this team. Of course, at that time they weren't, but they were on the on the rise yeah, up. Yeah, You're like, yeah. ah, is it is it the best move to go to Edmonton? And, and knock Paul Coffey off the power play, or <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. I mean, you're you're even afraid to hit people. I mean, my game, I was a big guy. I mean, you know, but you didn't want to get physical, or you thought maybe you know, like in camp or practice or whatever. And then you got somebody like Dave Semenko coming over, you know. Oh my gosh! Kind of all right. No, we don't touch him, you know. Yeah. So, so how how much was that when you left UAA? I mean, because you at UAA, you were you were running the power play. You were you know one of the skilled guys running. I mean, like Soren. I mean, I look one year Sorensen was number one in points. You were number two. You were like as a defenseman, even in your AHL points. I mean, you're putting up you know half a point a game. I mean, that's that's unreal. Um, was there any pressure there because you are six five to like, hey, I want you to go out and knock some skulls. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you always kind of know your role. I mean, like back when I played pro, I was I was like one of the biggest players. So it, it wasn't, you know, I mean, I, I didn't like fighting back then. And, uh, you know, but it, it, it just kind of, you know, I mean, people just kind of seek, would seek you out, you know. I mean, you just have to right. fight everybody, you know. And then, you know, it was funny because they'd even joke about it the next day. They'd say, Hey, Molly, you just put another guy in the NHL because a lot of times it wasn't whether or not you won. It just had to show up, you know. So they're, they're guys, you know, even they might have got beat up, you know. They, they still showed up and they'd get a call up to the, you know, the NHL. And there, there's a lot of politics back then, oh, like with first-rounders. Yeah. I mean, I remember one year we had, you know, our first-rounder, and he was easily the weakest player on our team, but he was the one that always got called up just because they had so much riding on him. So much invested in Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and he'd get called up, and he'd get points just because he's playing with such great players up there, you know. But, you know, they got a lot riding when you're a first-round, you know. Big time. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of politics. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I had, you know, I remember my last year, I was the only one that uh, had kids on the team, you know, so it's kind of a little different. They, you know, and I did a lot of fighting back then, and, you know, my, I'd go to the penalty box, and my kids would be like, oh, daddy's naughty again, <laughs> the penalty box, you know, and it was, it was always funny, because we'd be at home, and, you know, they'd be hitting that ball around on the floor in front of the tv or in the living room and then you know all of a sudden they just turn around and square up on me and like they'd have their hockey gloves on and they'd like throw them <laughs> off and come running at me throwing punches you know and i'm just like you're kidding me and then all of a sudden i naughty like you daddy i go sit in the penalty box and then they go <laughs> oh, sit on the couch like is the penalty up yet <laughs> yeah. that's classic so, yeah i mean they used to mimic a lot of stuff that i used to do and then i don't know i remember we had tickets that was near the goalie and they started mimicking a goalie and I was just like, all right, we're moving those tickets. Not yeah. one of my kids yeah, is going to yeah. be a goalie. Goalies are too goofy. We don't have that much money to buy yeah. pads. For sure now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, like, like your move back to, uh, so you play from in uh, Milwaukee from Moncton in Milwaukee for like three years. No, it was, uh, I actually finished with Moncton that year. And then I went back 
I had camp, and then I, they sent me to Muskegon. And that was, uh, I don't know, they were, they were affiliated, I think, a lot with Pittsburgh then. So, I mean, you know, a bunch of NHL teams had different players that they just kind of sent there. But we had a real good team, and uh, we that was the closest we ever came to winning the whole thing. We went down to seven games and lost in the seventh game. But, yeah, we, we had a good team. That, that's in the as, AHL? Uh, no, they, that was IHL. IHL. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I looked at that uh, roster. You play with a guy named Newell Brown. Oh, Newell, Newell, Newell Brown. Brown. Oh. He's my college coach for oh, two yeah. years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. But you look back, I'm like, oh, newbie was there. That's awesome. Yeah. No, there's a bunch of players. I mean, I don't know if Claude Noel. I don't know. He played there, and he was actually a coach of Winnipeg, I think, for a while. I mean, you see a lot of the players. Mark Crawford played with him in Milwaukee. Okay. He was a coach for. A, long time and you know in that first year i mean i don't know if you remember jay miller he was a big kind of a big tough guy and jay miller yeah that's what oh, oh yeah well, i remember well, miller yeah but i mean back then i mean it was a tough league i used to get a lot of minutes and you know i see a lot of the people that went to the nhl you know there were tough guys like Stu grimson you know i mean you talk to steve mcswain i, I mean steve mcswain played with uh, Stu Grimms, yeah. they called him the Grim Reaper, Grim, but yeah. I mean, I never had a problem with fighting. I used to beat him all the time, you know, and uh, I think Steve would back me up on that, but man, I don't know. I, I was fine in the minors, but I think if I'd have gone to the NHL, I'd probably have I don't know, some kind of concussion syndrome thing. I don't know. There's some big boys. Well, it's got to be uh, just hyping yourself up to, to do that, and I, I was not a fighter. Uh, but I mean, it's got to take its toll. Was that kind of what? Oh yeah. Well, if you ever say fuck this, man, I can't do this game. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just it. I mean, if you ever watched, which you probably have on Netflix and those, yeah. those, yeah, the what do they call them, the gladiators yeah. and stuff. I mean, the stuff they talk about is the same stuff that you thought about. You know, like all right, who am I fighting? Okay, is he a lefty? Is he a righty? Does he throw with both? And you know, you had to just you know. I always liked games to stay close. Yeah. Because yeah. that way you didn't fight. You know, right. if they started getting lopsided, then, you know. but Someone's uh, going to send a message. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, but, well, but for you, though, I mean, you, you, you were a player, too. I mean, like, yeah. again, you were you're just as good on the power play as you were. Well, in, in the pro, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I probably the only power play I got was probably, like, stand in front of the net, maybe. You know, I mean, I wasn't that skilled compared to everybody else you know you got hobie baker players on your team and stuff like that that yeah. weren't even i don't even remember steve johnson oh yeah yeah Went i think he was north dakota, north dakota. Yeah. yeah he was on our team and he just you know it's just you know you can do well at that level and all of a sudden you come pro you know and bigger faster and boy he just got beat up out there you know so yeah it's a different game you know that pyramid gets smaller and smaller yeah, as you go yeah up. yeah it crazy. does you know you, you might you know, uh, dominate at one level, but you know, yeah. you hit that next level. You know, they say it's a step faster, but yeah, you know, bigger, stronger too. What do you, what do you think about the the changes in the game that we've seen in our lifetime for sure, with like less hitting, uh, or I can't say hitting anymore. It's checking. Sorry, but um, body checking, body, body checking. checking. I mean, are, are do you, I mean, what do you think about all the changes? I guess that, that from where we grew up in, where it was yeah. way different. Well, yeah, we we always, you know, I mean, even as a coach, we used to teach, you know, I mean, like hold them up, you know, you kind of hook and hold and, you know, delay and stuff like that where you, you can't get away with that anymore. And uh, I, I like it. I, I like it to be faster. I mean, it kind of did, 
you know, big, slow people like me in, you know, I can't get that rope on them anymore. But uh, I don't know. To me, to me, the players are way more athletes than they were back when I played. You know, I mean, they were just trying to figure out weightlifting back then. You know, it wasn't sports specific. You know, you, you did the same workout to be on the beach as you, right. you know, as you did to play hockey. So, yeah, they, they got it figured out now. And if you don't work out, you're... You know, you're probably not going to yeah, play and, at that level. And the game is so damn fast. Oh, I mean, yeah. And the stuff that, now that we've taken away a lot of the hooking, holding, and that type of bullshit mentality, which I used to do. That's why I, did, <laughs> that's why I got through hockey. But, I mean, the stuff the kids can do, I mean, like skill-wise with the puck is yeah. freaking oh, yeah. crazy. I mean, kids like Dub age are, are taking that puck. and they, lifting it up. And, dude, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's unreal. You look at that and you're like, never would I thought that hockey, would you'd see that in hockey. It was yeah. not. Yeah, we didn't I'd even never, think to try something like that. No, yeah. no. It was get your head taken off. Yeah, exactly. You get beat up doing it. <laughs> uh, so you, you come hey, back. Tim. Yeah. Tim, Tim. Yep. Have you ever have you have you ever read Stu's book, Stu Grimson's book? Nope. It's called the Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper, and I'll check tomorrow. But I, I think you get a mention in that book. Oh yeah. Oh, I used to fight him yeah. all the time, like every game, and it was it was all because of that. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to beat up his first name, Therian Flurry. Well, Theo. Remember? Yeah, yeah, Theo, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 guy, yeah. He, he left our league about yeah, I think two-thirds through the book, year. I'll look it up oh, and yeah. I'll send it to you if, if I can find the page. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was because of him. He'd always get in my face and I'd punch him in the head and then Grimson would have to come <laughs> over. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Country star, Theo Fleury now. He's a country star? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He plays? Like, yeah. Yeah, really? he plays. He has an album. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. 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 All those years in Calgary. Well, I think it had to do some. I think it was. Uh, I think he had like some abuse or something going on when he was mm-hmm. in jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, he did. Use music as like kind of a therapy, but like, yeah, it's pretty good. No yeah. shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, just check it out. Did not yeah. know that. Did not know that. Uh, we need to talk music too later on. Yeah, not, we do. Not here, but we'll uh, get there. Um, uh, Nuck said you guys might own stock in uh, Sony Walkmans. Oh, <laughs> can you tell us about yeah, that story? Okay. That was, uh, yeah, we were snowed in in Denver, and uh, I don't know, somebody brought some black guy into our hotel room, and he was going to sell us all these Walkmans, and uh, we were like, oh, yeah, I'll get a Walkman. They're only like $5 and stuff yeah. like that. That's so when like, first so Walkmans we, came we, out. Yeah, we were in college. We hardly had any money anyways. We give them all this money thinking we're going to get all these Walkmans and boom busters or whatever they call them and uh so we followed this black guy over to the projects and then he's like oh yeah just wait here and we'll be right back with bring the walkmans. money bring <laughs> yeah. the money and show yeah. me the money first yeah. and then see you later yeah. well yeah he had our money and then we never saw him and we're just kind of waiting around and then people are like hey what are them white boys doing out there what are you guys doing we were just like we're out of here we shouldn't be here yeah we were in the projects but i don't know we didn't know better I tell you what, the Walkman though, you guys, you will honestly never remember that. I had a Walkman, but the or- they had the orange earphones. And I swear to God, the first time I put one of those Walkmans on, it was like, boom! Like you could hear, like you got this. It sounds so good. Yeah. You're, it was just like the whole room was full of music, but it was like nothing. I think back of how tinny and shitty that probably it probably sounded. was brutal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Walkman. Story. I had a little yellow one growing up. Yeah, a little yellow one with the headphones that kind of was. They just went from like you know the muff style to like the in ears, 
and they had the metal band. Oh, yeah, that's flat. the sport. The sport. The yeah. sport model. Sport yeah, model. flat sport metal model. band that caught your hair and pulled your hair out. Oh, yeah. I'm talking. They had two little speakers that just like they had orange foam on them. <laughs> they were badass. They were unbelievable. And uh, yeah, I, I think I got. Do you have one of those next to this fillet knife? Maybe. I, maybe I should look in. Look back in the uh, the archives there. Yeah, there you go. But uh, the other thing Nuck said, what, what was the pregame cheer around the net? This is kind of funny. Oh, I don't remember this one. Well, you know, everyone goes to the net, you know, one, two, three, Seawolves, yeah. or whatever. But you guys were like, one, two, three, fuck them up. Oh. <laughs> they're like, what did you say? I don't remember we said, that. Uh, wet the duck. I didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah, I don't remember that, but if Nuck will be said, it's probably true. Yeah, we, we got to get Nux on here. He, he's a he's classic man. I talked to him today for forty five minutes, and and uh, like I like I can't remember the last time I saw you. I can't remember the last time I saw him, and it's like we were, you know, old yeah. buddies. Like, oh, yeah. No, you, you got to compete with Nux. If you tell a story, he's like got a better story. Oh, oh I got a better story. It's just like okay, what is it, Nux? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rodney the Ninja. He gave he gave me a good story about Rodney Wild. I'm gonna save that for another. Oh day. yeah, I got a good one too. But uh, about Rodney Wild wanting to be a ninja. Oh, let's hear it. Oh yeah, let's hear it. We got oh, one for no, yeah. I'm let's see it. Let's do, do that one on radio. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He was my roommate for a year. Yeah, he was being a ninja. Hot Rod. Yeah, he's like all into the throwing stars and the nunchucks. And yeah. Was he really? Yeah. 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 The black suit and everything. Well, <laughs> I don't know. The time I saw him, he was. Uh, a naked ninja. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, well, a, a story for another time. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, it ends there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh, we'll call Nux. Maybe he remembers it if he was there. Uh, it's the beer talking. <laughs> so so you uh, you get done with pro. So what what decided, like, like hey, I'm, I'm done with pro hockey, kind of uh, just... Yeah, they were hiring on the fire department for the first time in five years, and I was I was getting ready to go back down for a camp to Vancouver, and I was just like, you know what? Didn't really like fighting. I don't know, kind of turned into a job. Yeah, and uh, didn't yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna be a fireman because a lot of players that I had talked to, they had fireman jobs waiting for them because they wanted better hockey teams, so they'd hire, you know, and, and firemen, I mean, they drill just like hockey players drill, you know, and a lot of them are college players, so they know how to take tests, so I was like, okay, I did the college, I'm athletic, you know, I can do you this. Gotta be you got to be a know? good teammate. Yeah, yeah. All that so, stuff. Yeah, work as a team, so. I was wondering, were, were you the first one to kind of, like, cause I, there's how many hockey players, especially you A guys, have gone oh, yeah, down well, that route? It's just like the pipeline. Well, did well, you start that? Well, I kind of, I started that, one? yeah. I was yeah. the first one, and then I, Talked to all those guys because we started the Aces in 90. And then, you know, there was like, you know, uh, Brian Majeski, uh, Jim Tobin, Jimmy Mays, Mays yeah. uh, Zach Weston. Uh, all right, that might be all the Aces. But then, well, Portlock, he played with us on the Aces, but he wasn't a fireman. So, yeah, there was about six of us. Yeah. Two watt, he's another one. Yeah, that was a little there. later on. A little later, though, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you, but you're the one that started that because I mean now it's like every ex hockey player you ate just go to the fire department. Yeah, well, we were, we were trying to get a good hockey team going. <laughs> so t- take us through that. Um, like Walter's uh, father-in-law's got Jim. He's got some good stories, but you oh, guys yeah. kind of started yeah. the. Uh, no, I talked to him right before I came here. You know, and that's yeah, he started bringing out. Yeah, it was funny talking with. Well, what firemen or aces? 
Uh, fireman hockey. Oh, fireman hockey. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I did the aces thing for five years, and I didn't do the fireman hockey. So then as soon as I was done with the aces, because, I, I, you know, as soon as they turned pro, I just didn't have time for that anymore. And I remember I came back for, like, two games, and I got in two fights in two games, and I was coaching youth hockey at the time. And I came into the locker room, and a couple of the kids came up to me, and one said, oh, way to go, coach. You really kicked that guy's ass. And I'm just like, all right, I'm done playing. You know? yeah, it's yeah. like, like I can't, yeah. can't do this. So Two games, 14 yeah. minutes yeah, penalties. Yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, But the, the firemen, I mean, it was, you know, they, they – figured that I knew how to play hockey, so they wanted me to teach them. And it was like I'd rather coach, I don't know, mites than <laughs> grown men. Adults, yeah. how to skate. It was just like you try a horseshoe drill, like, you know, yeah. just a simple one, and, man, they just mess it up big time. Take you know, a half like, hour right, to make We're going to skate backwards now. This is the C-cut going backwards. And they're like, the wind has never touched the back of this jersey ever. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was a challenge, but it, it was a fun group. You know, they're, they, they've they come a long way. They're pretty good right now. They play at the highest level, and they go undefeated all the time, and that's all through Canada. I've been on a bunch of trips with them, being their coach, and they're, yeah, they're fun to be with, and they play good hockey. They got good players. So when you, when you came back, too, and uh, not for nothing, you, you helped UA coach uh, in the 90s when – um, Gomez's rock star guys were playing. Um, and 91, they they went to the quarterfinals, which was huge for the program and stuff. So you came back and gave a little bit then, and you obviously did your spent your time with the youth hockey too. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I remember uh, coming back and just helping UAA there with Brush. And, uh, you know, I mean, everything at the pro level is systems, you know, and I, I never got that really in juniors, never had that really in college either you know but i mean you know pro everything you know the coach they have systems so i just kind of like all right this is the systems and they, they did really well i think that team actually got put in the hall of fame or something like just i don't know maybe yeah. last year yeah. just for how well they did that year but you know they had uh, i got to be in charge of the defense and got to work with them and yeah they, they had a good group of kids back then so yeah i mean it was fun probably had too much going on with hockey. You know, my wife probably felt like a single parent back then. Yeah. But I wasn't ready to let hockey go. I, you know, I had the coaching thing. I had the aces going on, too. And so, yeah, staying busy. God, hey, that, uh, so speaking of UAA, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that we got the, the program back. And, uh, you know, out of lost 10 bucks, you told me I'd beat Western Michigan at oh home. Dude, that was, that was huge. I watched, I watched it, and, and they that, split on the, the – it was great. The Wells Fargo looked like it was rocking too. Sutton went to, uh, I think, the second game, and he said it was electric. It was yeah. electric. It was, oh, yeah. it was like probably like what my 12-year-old me would have been like yeah. right at home. Yeah. I could have walked no. in there and, yeah. They had oh, all they, the young kids up by the glass and everything down low, and it was awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I remember back when we played uh, – they used to bring, uh, you know, cut off sticks and they would beat them into the bleachers and it was like U-A-A. Yeah. Yeah, and they would yeah, just yeah. bang and yeah. then they, they wouldn't let them bring it anymore because they were actually punching holes through oh. the bleachers, banging their sticks. But yeah, it was uh, it was pretty loud. It was, it was a fun place to play. God, it was a mm-hmm. crazy place to play. I remember, like I said, going to all the games. I mean, I... If I can get a ticket, I'd like to go to a couple of games this year. Oh, yeah, I looked the hard, other day and there was standing room yeah, only. Yeah, it's hard to get like, in there. Ugh. I need to sit. Yeah, I need someone to get me some 
tickets. So, we know a guy. Uh, no. Do we know anyone? Matt Chesney. Molly could probably Matt get us tickets. No, maybe. Yeah. This guy. Maybe. This guy. Well, no, probably not. <laughs> I'm he, gone. I'm he, gone to he, Arizona. He needs a more comfortable chair, though. I can tell you that yeah, right now. Shit, just you switch, trade? Trade with trade, him. Trade with me. Trade yeah, with him. Well. Yeah. So. If Knuckleby was here, he'd wrestle you for it. Yeah. Yeah. T- tell me a little bit more about Nux, because it sounds like he was. Uh, Character. Yeah. I mean, real, I mean, he's, uh, I don't want to say psycho, but he's, he was very. Nuclear B. I mean, if. How, how big, how big, how big is he? How tall uh, is he? I think he he's 6'3". 6'3". Yeah. Stout. So yeah. that's that's a good matchup. Oh yeah, no, he was. Uh, yeah, he, what what he may, maybe lost in height and weight, he made up for in uh, perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you say, I think you'd have to kill him to actually stop him. But oh, uh, yeah, man. no, we still we still talk and hang out once in a while. He told me one good story that uh, Bob uh, is it Bob Madsen. Yeah. When, that you uh, at at some kind of a, a soiree at maybe at your house, you, you he said he was he he said you knocked it like he was, Maddie was doing something you shouldn't have been doing. You got pissed and like punched him up the stairs of a split level and out the door. That's pretty impressive. Well, I don't I don't remember he that. He said it, part. he said it twice. He's like, "No, up the stairs and out the door." I was like, "Well, the part of the story I remember is Mark somehow put a hole in our sheetrock." Yeah, he said yeah, that too. Yeah, and he put a hole and then I was just like, "All right, Nux, you you need to leave right now." And he goes, don't worry about that. I can fix that. And then he punched another hole in the wall, See, and he goes, and I can fix that, too. And I was like, you're out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he said, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what happened there. But, yeah, we, yeah, we didn't have dorms back then. So if we had a party, it was in our house, and we'd just get a keg. And the only guys, people that had to pay were the guys, and the girls got in free. Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah. How, how was it playing for, uh, for Brush? No, it was good. Yeah, I was say I was probably a handful, you know, back then. I mean, I think of some of the stories we had probably did a little too much partying just because it was wild times back then is kind of what it seemed like, you know. But uh, I remember one time we uh, we had a game. Oh, and then we beat them like 10 to nothing. And then the next night we like barely beat them like 2 to 1. But that night after the game, we won 10 nothing. We had a party. And we knew we had a game the next night, you know, and then the next, somehow they found out about it and they went into the locker room and they said, all right, if you guys had any beers to drink last night, raise your hand, you know, and you're thinking, okay, there's strength in numbers here. You know, if everybody yeah. either keeps their hand yeah. down or everybody raises their hand, you know, we'll win this, you know, and then just like two or three guys raised their hand, you know, and they were innocent. They weren't even at the party. They went home and probably had one beer, you know, which is what they said. So we're like, all right, we can't let these guys take the falls for that. So like three or four of us raised our hand, hoping that everybody else would raise their hand. But it was just three or four or more. So and then they kind of like went through and we were like previous violators. So we got in trouble a little more than the rest of them. That was it. Yeah. So was, I've never played for Brush, but was Brush, he, he looks like a, like he's like little guy, obviously short, but is he like, Pence up. I mean, is he a strict uh, or is it just? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it, like you say. I mean, we were like the wild bunch. I mean, it was just wild times back then. You know. I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm. 
I know I was probably out of line a lot, you know, and, you know, he did his best to keep us in line, you know. I mean, he played good hockey, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, he did what he could with us, you know, yeah. and we, you know, big turnaround, I think, a lot was when we had this guy Klaus Noslinger come in, and he, he just got us in really good shape, and we played in that uh, Olympic ice surface. So, yeah. I mean, we could just skate teams into so, the ground, even though we I were like. Kla- Klaus was like, uh, yeah. you got on the ice every once in a while, right? Yeah, yeah, he couldn't skate. But he he yeah. had the Langs you're talking about. He had the plastic Langs no, skates. I don't remember that. Or something. Yeah, but he, he used to always have that one saying where he'd say, you got to have that winner mentality. And we're like, what? <laughs> and he was trying to say winner mentality. And he was like, winner mentality, because he, he was Italian. But, uh, yeah, he got us in shape, even though we were kind of probably brainless out there once in a while, because Brush would always say, you know, you need to be smarter than the puck, you know, and that was tougher sometimes you know <laughs> it still is for us yeah but i mean yeah. you know I, I think about it i mean i played junior hockey i played college hockey i played pro hockey and to me the 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 most fun i ever had was college hockey and the other two i didn't have to work where this one i had to go to school but it was still the most fun by far yeah yeah no, I, 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 yeah, college hockey. I love watching college hockey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have my kid plays now, but I'm, I'm find myself watching like other games. Yeah. And I just like watching it. But uh, no, that's good. So you, you're not regretting coming to UA, in other words. No, not at all. It, yeah, no, I got a lot of years here and hope to do a lot more. My summers are golden here. We have so much fun up here. Yeah. Yeah. We got boats and four wheelers and hunting and fish and camp and yeah, do it all. Nice. Nice. Fill well, the freezer. Fill the freezer. Right. And we're going to get some buffalo. Maybe I'll get off the wagon and get the buffalo. Oh, right. yeah. get the buffalo. Did, you get, did you get out hunting this year? Uh, no, I had a I had a tier one permit, and then I just, I don't know, I ended up going back to Canada. And when I came back, it was like, I think it was uh, bull only, and I was just yeah, like, was oh. Like two uh, tags. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like it wasn't very many. People. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I want to battle through that. I'll just wait. You got to wear a flak vest up there now. Oh, yeah. Like well, hunting. I know. Well, during COVID, I think everybody bought a four-wheeler. They're just like, I got to get out, you know. And I can yeah. attest to that because yeah. it takes like a year to get one if you buy one brand new right now. Oh, I know. Yeah, we. I went to the Honda shop and the guy's like, oh, yeah, every floor model's been sold. I'm like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I didn't get out there this year, but I did good last year. So, what still kind got of a f- moose. You got a moose? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Right. Last year. Last Not this year. year, yeah. Still eating on it? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. We know a guy with some buffaloes. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffalo. That's yeah. I wonder how much. We usually get those analyst tags or whatever. You don't seem like you get a lot of meat off of a cow. You get a fair bit. Oh, yeah. Well, not yeah. like a bison. No, it's not like a bison. I, I mean, that's that's the old rare the rare occasion. What is it, a less than 1% chance of actually getting that? I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting the yeah, getting pulled. I don't know. I, get, yeah, not not a big know. deal, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, I put in for him. I never two, get one. Two of two of the five of us have had gotten one on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. you just got to know the right guy, or you know what I mean. You could blow somebody or what? Probably, yeah. Down at ADFG, you just got to know the right right yeah. wiener. Yeah. Ah, no, it's fun. What kind of fishing do you like getting into? Uh, uh with a net. Yeah, it, it takes the pressure off That's the right. rod and reel, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we we got property near Kasilov, so. Oh, yeah. excellent. We, we started out back in the day with the set net, the 60-foot net, and then, I don't know, the kids have more fun doing the the dip netting, so, yeah. It is fun. I hear yeah. a lot of people complain about how they don't like doing that. And yeah. I don't know. I think it's a blast. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to say where we go, because then my boys would kill me, because they're like, oh, you tell them, <laughs> then everybody will be going, but, yeah. Yeah. 
we went one place this year where there was good king fishing too, but I can't tell you where. Yeah. Yeah, because that doesn't <laughs> seem to happen anymore. Good no, king fishing. You got to no. find that. You got to yeah. hunt them down. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's, good for uh, you guys. Yeah. I, my kids are kind of psycho about that stuff. They can, I mean, we were supposed to go uh, uh, on the upper Kenai, we were supposed to do some uh, rainbow fishing here just like a few weeks ago. And man, we got halfway around Skelac Lake. I don't know if you've ever done that trip yeah. before. I mean, usually we've got out every, we got a halfway around. We took the motor and we had to turn around. Get a little it too was, windy. Oh yeah, it got yeah. bad near that. Yeah, so. Yeah, people around. don't people don't realize how big that water can get. Oh yeah, and quick too. Yeah. Yeah, so they ended up uh, silver fishing. Mm-hmm. over on the middle and boy it was it was hot you know it's amazing how many silvers come in and you know in yeah. the fall like that and they're big big they're, they're slabs fun. too yeah yeah they're big fish so are, are the boys firemen too yeah yeah they're both uh <laughs> oh, shit. captains yeah nice yeah i say it an engineer they both uh i don't know they're making up for my lack of enthusiasm when i was stayed an engineer yeah they're both captains they want to they want to lead, but they're they're smart. They're engineering majors or whatever, so they got yeah degrees in that. So they're smart kids. So they take after their mom. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to talk about a pain in the ass to play against? We played that fireman team in a tournament a couple years ago. Now I can't remember. It might have been three years ago, and Dustin was out there. Oh my God, he's a, he is a pain oh, yeah. in the ass. Oh yeah. Well, Good I remember, hockey player. Yeah, no, he's good. I remember watching him lift weights when he was younger, and I was just like, you know, he's throwing like a couple hundred pounds over his head and I was like this kid will never touch me again yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 I remember when I could hold all three of them and like you know I'd give them rug burns on their head or something yeah. like that on their face and my wife would be like don't do that I'm like no they need to be able to see it so they leave me alone yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. Well, I love it well hey uh Tim, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Uh, 12-year-old me is, and me right now is, is just stoked because, like I said, uh, yeah, watching you guys at the uh, at the sports complex was a big part of my growing up and, and wanting to play college hockey myself and wanting to play pro and everything else, which I never did. So, But well, <laughs> but, but thank you for, thank you for being here, Matt. Oh, yeah. It was just, uh, yeah. Well, lot, yeah lot there, there's one little jab i gotta throw in there like when you were saying scotty gomez used to watch and i was like i had number 23 before him so i i tell everybody oh, there you I, go, I tell everybody that scotty took it because i was his favorite player there you go there you go <laughs> him and i had the same hands <laughs> i'll tell scotty that oh he's gonna he's gonna know that I'll for sure it. yeah he's gonna know that yeah. yeah well thanks for coming man i think it's time for dump a change that's right boom all right thanks for having me guys yeah. Scale going up, bank account going down. Log on today at DraftKings.com. NHL, NFL, NBA, horse racing, dog racing, golf, badminton, table tennis, hell, regular tennis, volleyball, we prefer the beach variety, MLS, unless you're Ted Lasso, no one really gives a shit, right? If you can find it, you can bet on it. Let DraftKings.com scratch your degenerate gambling itch today. Only at DraftKings.com. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay, hey, I lost uh, one of my ears like at the last 30 seconds. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. He needs a more comfortable chair. Yeah. Well, he's the tallest guy we've had. Golly, yeah. Yeah, I was going to, I could have told one more story.
and it's actually a hockey news story where I uh, just hit record. No, <laughs> yeah. Once. All right. Okay. My one story that I got to tell that I made hockey news when I played pro is uh, I got into a fight, and it was a guy named Kevin Evans. He was like leading the league in penalty minutes. Really hated this guy. But uh, anyways, I went to the penalty box. One of our guys got pushed in to the bench, on their bench, and he got kind of pulled in. They were beating on him. Then both benches cleared. I was in the penalty box already for fighting, and uh, I couldn't wait there, so I just left the penalty box, and I got into the brawl, and I was on this guy (laughs) going after the guy, and the linesman, according to the commissioner, got hurt trying to get me off of him, but I was like, I just snapped on this guy, and uh, (laughs) I was like choking him. But anyways, uh, after it was over, I got a call from the commissioner. I was banned from playing against this team for the rest of the season, which didn't hurt my feelings. But I made the hockey news, and the way my name spelt Molly, M-O-L-L-E, and then they put a slash and then an Esther in there, as in molester. Molly <laughs> Esther. <laughs> but I set the penalty minute record for a league for one game I got 66 minutes in penalty minutes yeah it was like a gross misconduct two game misconducts a couple fightings and as much I don't know. As yeah it's like total 66 minutes yeah leaving the box is probably yeah. frowned upon. I bet you that record still stands to this day <laughs> yeah oh, yeah leaving the penalty story. box I don't know that's probably yeah. Yeah, something that, yeah that was <laughs> yeah. Something, maybe but yeah I couldn't sit there and watch I was like no this is my game Oh, That's man. only 10 of them. There's 56 it. more. Yeah. Yeah, but it was <laughs> funny. I was in the hockey news. I was... We need to find that article. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, Molly we'll find it. Esther. Yeah. Molly Esther. Love it. Molly Esther, yeah.